0: my And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you. As the Lord allows us, this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on these domestic church media stations and all over our many, many uh, media platforms that we utilize. For instance, if you're listening live at 401 on this uh, November 17th, 2020, also coming to you live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Also live video on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Live video also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And all of our other media platforms, the Amazon and Google Home speaker devices, the, our beautiful free mobile app you can listen and watch there. And you can also listen to streaming audio from our website. Uh, Let's see, we're on tunein.com. You can listen there. So all kinds of ways that we're just getting this gospel out to as many, many souls as possible. And uh, on this uh, blustery, now I hear the wind outside. I guess it got a little windy out. It is typical November today, right? Uh, November 17th, 2020. I pray you're well, my friends, and I pray that you're just hanging in there. I was reading some of the CDC guidelines for Thanksgiving <laughs> today. It's like this can't be real. This life we're living in right now—it's just everything is so weird. Uh, I think I'll go over that with you on Friday. I won't go over it today, but my goodness, some of the strange things that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the Lord is still Lord. You know that's the important thing, and God is in control. So we just rest in that. Thanksgiving's only a week from Thursday already. How fast has that come upon us? And then, of course, we enter into the beautiful season of Advent uh, following that. And um, I'm happy you're here, my friends. And don't forget, and we're going to pray now, but uh, in our prayer, please pray for the Apostolate, for domestic church media. In two weeks from tomorrow, we we have our Radiothon 2020, which we didn't have in the spring, and which we desperately need, and we're desperately counting on you. Uh, to reach out and support this work over those three days uh, during our radiothon because not having had it in the spring, as we usually do, uh, because that radiothon every year uh, raises between 40 and 45 percent of our annual operating budget. Uh, Well, We didn't have that, obviously, and so many of you have been so generous throughout these months, but we do count on that radiothon uh, for almost half of what we need for the year. And, um, We didn't have it, so we didn't get it. So, you know, we're just uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. So, we're gonna we're gonna have the radiothon in two weeks. I'm gonna ask you in our prayer now, as we pray together, uh, to please remember that intention. That people will be generous. People will open their hearts. And you know, I was thinking about it today when I was sitting in chapel at morning prayer, um, with the pandemic and and all that we've been asked to go through over these many months now. If we go back to the spring when we did uh, postpone our Radiothon, and we did that because it was in the, the, the heart of uh, the um, upheaval of the pandemic, um, with the churches being closed, you know, remember we were sitting around Easter Sunday, we couldn't even go to Mass on Easter Sunday or any of Holy Week, but we were here, you know, and, and the Lord enabled us to be here. And to open these airwaves 24 7, even when everything else was being locked down and shut down, domestic church media was here opening up the airwaves and providing to you a lifeline to the church in, in, in a special way 24 7. And, uh, you know, we, we were using the image this year of the lighthouse for our radiothon uh, that we hopefully have been for our family of listeners, that lighthouse guiding you into the safe harbor of our faith of our church and we want to keep doing that because we need it now more than ever so please pray with us now as we pray our our our, our top of the hour prayers here uh, for that intention also um, please pray for um, a, a beautiful family um, uh, we prayed yesterday for um, uh, an individual to have a safe birth. Uh, you know, she was in labor at the moment at the time, yesterday, about an hour, about a day ago. And uh, she has given birth to a beautiful little baby boy. Um, and But there was a little bit of an infection, so um, the, the beautiful little baby is in intensive care, just keeping an eye on things. But we're asking you now, family, to come together and pray. And just extend your hands in prayer over that beautiful little baby boy uh, who is in intensive care. But again, I think more so as a caution, precaution than anything else. But let's pray that everything continues to go well and uh, that um, the Lord blesses this uh, beautiful family. So we'll keep that in our prayers as well. Of course, you are praying for our country. And oh, boy, does our country need these prayers, right? Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in Heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our President and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our Mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your Divine Son, We may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayers to uh, St. Michael and also the beautiful Subtum Praesidium prayer to Our Lady uh, that Holy Father asked us to pray every day, over two years ago. Every day, he said, Please pray these prayers to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and to do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God, Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us, Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray for us, St. Pope John Paul II. Pray for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us, and today, uh, St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Pray for us, who celebrate her feast day. And uh, we thank you, my friends, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, for praying together. And again, thanks to Bruce DeBacco, who was here yesterday, as he is every first and third Monday, for his wonderful program of prayer come to the throne always a joy i know for him and and uh, linda his wife who comes and takes the phone calls as they come in uh to pray with you and for you and, and all those intentions that that you ask for the prayers you ask for uh bruce and linda take them with them uh, when they go before the blessed sacrament there's a beautiful shrine of the blessed sacrament up in raritan new jersey uh, where i know they go and they pray before our, our eucharistic lord for those intentions as we do here as well, you know, we have the, the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle here, and I do my best every morning when I come in and, and uh, in the evening before I leave to pray morning and evening prayer in our chapel before the tabernacle, always remembering you, our family, in my prayers for all of your special intentions and your special needs, and, um, you know, we uh, we were talking um Yesterday, we're in the, in the process of, of finalizing everything we need to do for the Radiothon, uh, which will be December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Two weeks from tomorrow, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, three days. Uh, and we do it every year, um, usually in the spring, as I said, and as you know, uh, we, we didn't do it this year. In the spring, we have to have it, though, in December. Um, but we don't preempt all the programs. We kind of weave in and out, so all of your regular programs will be on uh, but Bruce and I will be here behind the mics, and Cheryl will join us occasionally behind the mics. And we have a wonderful team put together. Going to be a little different this year because we won't have all the people here in the building the way we have had in the past, which is always exciting because there was always a lot of food <laughs> and a lot of a lot of joy in the building. But because of this uh, pandemic, um, our volunteers will be taking your calls, but they'll they'll be off site. Uh, You still still call the same phone number. It'll be our phone number, et cetera. But just we've arranged it so they can take the phone calls off site. They don't don't have to be sitting here in the building at the phones in the building, but they could take them uh, from uh, their homes so that they're not exposed possibly to anything that could uh, hurt them. (laughs) I don't know when this is all going to be over. Thanks be to God. The vaccines are coming out and um, hopefully that'll start to curb everything. But anyway, so the Radiothon, again, two weeks from tomorrow, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And uh, we're looking forward to a the best Radiothon yet. Uh, and I say the best. It's always, I say, the best according to God's will. Whatever God wants it to be the best, it'll be his best. And that's what's important to us. However, as I have shared with you, uh, we do count on the Radiothon uh, to uh, provide between 40 and 45 percent of our annual operating budget in the past, we can even increase that hopefully this year if it's a better than last year, maybe even get up to, to um, providing 50 or 55 percent or more of what we need to operate for uh, 2021 um, because we're not commercial, we don't sell time, you know, and, and we're operating four radio stations. Uh, Here in New Jersey, uh, with coverage in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, actually even parts of Delaware, I understand. Our Cape May station reaches Lewes, Delaware, and and parts of uh, that part of the state there. Um, And even over into Staten Island, our FM 89.3 bounces over the uh, harbor into parts of Staten Island. So we're really reaching four states, parts of four states, with these Catholic broadcasts. And how much do we need this? My goodness, my friends. And we need you to help us. So I'm asking you, please, to pray, pray, pray. Uh, How will the Lord help you? Now, we're sending out our annual newsletter. Our little Grazia newsletter goes out on Friday, I believe. So you'll be getting that in the mail. uh, Just to kind of share some of the good news about the Apostolate over the past year. Um, And uh, the Radiothon is the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So we're hoping that December will be a good month for us financially so we can fill in all the gaps that we've had over the past number of months not having had the Radiothon in the spring uh, because we count on you to to support this work. If if we don't have you supporting us, we're not here. And uh, we have to be here. You know, the media here, so much about the media these days and the mainstream media and, and the power they have and the control they have. Uh, well, you know, we're media and... um. Our responsibility from the very beginning has always been to proclaim the truth, to proclaim the teaching of Jesus Christ uh, as he revealed it to the Catholic Church through the magisterial teachings of the Church. That's our responsibility. That's our mission, to evangelize, to present to all of our uh, listeners and viewers the message of hope, the gospel, the joy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do for as long as the Lord allows us to be here, and for as long as you support us. As long as you support us, we can do that. So mark your calendars, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and uh, pray how you will be able to support us financially, because we will and do need you. Now, one other thing we're doing, you know, normally when we have a Radiothon and people are in the building, uh, we arrange to have adorers. We'd expose the Blessed Sacrament in our chapel, because we have the Blessed Sacrament reserved there in the tabernacle, so we would expose the Blessed Sacrament, and and schedule adorers to go in right across the hallway here from where I sit in the main studio, and uh, people sit there during the Radiothon and pray for us before the the Lord in the the Eucharist. Well, we we can't do that this year, again, because of this uh, pandemic situation. So what we've done is, if you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and there's a link to the Radiothon, uh, I believe under Donate, the first thing you see is Radiothon. Click on that. You can go to our Radiothon page, and there's an opportunity for you to sign up to uh, pray for us during those three days. We have time slots for every hour of each of the days we're, we're on the air, uh, starting at 7 a.m. on December 2nd right through seven uh, or 6 p.m., uh, the 6 p.m. hour uh, on uh, the uh, 4th. So you can sign up, and if you can get to an adoration chapel for that hour, or you can any time during our radiothon, you can sign up and let us know that you're going to be praying for us during that particular time. So go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and uh, click on the radiothon link, and then go to our radiothon page. And on the radiothon page, there's an opportunity for you to sign up uh, to pledge prayer. During those three days, and oh my goodness, I I've said, and this is really this is really this out of all that we can't do this year during our radiothon, this is the thing that's really really tearing my heart out because I do believe when we started having our radiothons and and we had the the uh, we have the chapel and, uh, and we have the blessed sacrament and we had people in there praying before our Lord in the Eucharist, I know that's why every year it was better than the previous year. There's been so much prayer, and and, and that's what really, out of all the things we can't do this year during the Radiothon, that's the one thing that really, really uh, tears my heart out, that we can't have people here in the building praying before the Eucharist. So, second best thing is you have an opportunity to go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the Radiothon link, And then there's a place for you to pledge prayer during one of the hours for those three days or more. You you just tell us, and if you can get to an adoration chapel, even better, because we know we'll feel that power of your prayer before our Eucharistic Lord or whatever you can pray. You know, a a rosary each day or a rosary you know three or four times in the course of our uh, our broadcast day during the radio time. Whatever you can do, you can go pledge uh, on our website your pledge of prayer. And that'll be a big, 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 big help to us. I know it will be. That's the wind beneath our wings, all those prayers that are raised during those three days. You know, Bruce and I were uh, talking yesterday about the Radiothon, and, and it's 12 hours each day for three days. And as a broadcaster, you know, that's not easy to do. But you know what? The Lord gives us such grace to be able to sit behind these mics for 12 hours for three days and do what what we, we need to do. Cast the nets, Duke in Altum, uh, for a big catch uh, to get the word out. And uh, but it's because of you, friends. So again, certainly we want you to participate financially because that's that you know that's just the business side of it. But on the spiritual side of it, if you can pledge prayer for those three days, go to our website, Domestic. ChurchMedia.org. Click on the Radiothon link, and then there's an option, an opportunity for you there to click on a pledge of prayer. It'll take you to a sign-up sheet where you could pledge, uh, sign up for any any hour or hours and the prayer you want to pray. Uh, if it's before the Blessed Sacrament, praise God. If it's you know a rosary, praise God, a chaplet, whatever you can do. Uh, even if you have a prayer group, you know, get your prayer group together and pray for us during those three days at any time because I know that's why these Radiothons have been successful, because we've had people here in the building praying before uh, our Eucharistic Lord. We can't do that this year because of the pandemic, but you can do it off-site, just as our volunteers will be off-site taking phone calls, etc. Uh, you can be off-site praying for us. So all of that, keep in mind, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I've even put a little countdown clock on our website to show you how— We're ticking down (laughs) to uh, Radiothon 2020 at 7 a.m. on December 2nd. That's when we start. So start praying for us now because we do need those prayers. And uh, let's make it the best Radiothon ever. Now, uh, let's go to Holy Father. And this was, uh, let's see, there it is. This was his Angelus message on Sunday. Of course, Sunday was, I think he said that they said the fourth. World Day of the Poor, and uh, uh, Pope Francis began it uh, four years ago, five years ago, or four years ago, I guess, three years, whatever it is, this is the fourth one, Um, and uh, so that was the theme, obviously, of his Angelus message, and the Holy Father said that Jesus is telling us to stretch out our hand to the poor, and he urged us to discover Jesus in the needy. I always think of that one, so many beautiful situations with uh, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, One of the stories I remember reading about or hearing about where, uh, you know, Mother Teresa was a great fundraiser. She (laughs) wouldn't think so. Her her small stature and very, very humble way of, of, uh, but she was a great fundraiser because she knew that the Lord gave her this magnificent mission. Of serving the poor. But one time, a uh, a person came in, a wealthy person who, uh, um, you know, was being obviously shown her, her work, and she said, "I want to show you Jesus." And she took the individual out to the streets, the gutter of Calcutta, and would show the poor just laying in the street, covered with, you know, maggots and and. Uh, Mothers, nuns, would pick the person up and clean him up and bring him in. And she would say, that's Jesus right there. That's Jesus. And Holy Father said the same thing, that in, in order to discover Jesus, we will discover him in the needy. Holy Father said, at times, we think that to be Christian means not to do harm. And not doing harm is good, but not doing good is not good. We must do good. We must come out of ourselves and look, look at those who have more need. There is so much hunger, Pope Francis said, even in the heart of our cities. And many times we enter into that uh, logic of indifference. The poor person is there, and we look the other way. Pope Francis said, reach out your hand to the poor person. It is Christ. Jesus said that you know, in Matthew 25 didn't he? You know, when, when they asked, Lord, when did we see you naked? When did we see you hungry? And not give you anything to, to eat or any clothes to wear. And he said, when you did it, when you didn't do it for the least of my brothers, you, you didn't do it for me. You know, that's, that's not, a, that's not a, 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 uh, an incidental teaching of Christ. That's the heart of his teaching. And so, Holy Father emphasized this on Sunday, that we need to reach out our hands to the poor person, because there truly is Jesus. And the Holy Father noted that priests and bishops who preach about the poor are sometimes reproached by those who say they should be speaking about eternal life instead. And the Holy Father said, look, brother and sister, the poor are at the center of the gospel. It's Jesus who taught us to speak to the poor. It's Jesus who came for the poor, reach out your hand to the poor, you've received many things, and you let your brother, your sister, die of hunger, and, you know, we're coming up to this time of year, especially uh, next week when we celebrate Thanksgiving, going to be a little different this year, and I know it's going to be a lot different this year, isn't it, I think, for many people, um, because of the pandemic conditions. But every year we come to this, this holiday, a secular holiday, but a, a secular holiday that requires us to really give thanks to God for all that we've been blessed with. You know, you think about where we are in this country for all the problems we have, and we have many right now, and for all the, the, the errors that we've made, and, and we've made many. But this, out of all the countries on the face of the earth, is a country that has been blessed by God in many special ways. And I think anybody listening or watching right now, myself included, of course, wouldn't want to live anywhere else, no matter what's going on right now. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else, because we have it pretty good here, don't we? And every year at this time, we're reminded of that to look at our abundance, to look at all that we have, all that we've been blessed with, but to even realize that in this country, it's hard for me to even fathom, but that there could be people in this country who are going to bed hungry every night. There are people in in this country who have no bed to sleep in. There are people in this country who have no roof over their heads. It's it's unfortunate. Thinkable when you think about the enormous wealth of this country. And I remember uh, many years ago, we had uh, this dear friend, God rest his soul, he was a dear priest friend of ours. I've mentioned him before, Father Richard Koskie. He was from Kenya, and uh, he was a priest uh, from Kenya who had studied in Rome, and he was studying communications, and he wanted to bring Catholic radio to uh, Kenya, and so he, through a connection with eWtn I, I had the opportunity to mentor him for a couple of summers in a row and he would stay here in the area and our children were were uh, elementary school age, and it was a great learning experience for them because you know they had the typical things that uh, Boys and girls had in the uh, early two thousands as far as possessions and game, you know, Game Boys. And one day we were driving somewhere, and and my son Anthony, my youngest son Anthony, had a, a Game Boy, and he was playing it. And Father Richard was looking very curiously at him, and said, "What is that?" And Anthony was explaining to him and showing it to him. And Father Richard said to Anthony, "If you came to my village in Kenya with that, people would come from miles to see it. They would think you were a wizard." Because it was just people completely beyond their understanding of, you know, I mean, they were living in huts. And we just took it for granted that this, you well, know, you go to Toys R Us for 30, 40 bucks, you buy a Game Boy, and you know, that's just okay. Because we have so much in this country. We have so much. But most of the world is not like this. And there are many, many, as you know, poor people in this world, and the Holy Father said that we need to reach out to them. And this is a good time to do that. You know, next Thursday, Thanksgiving, maybe your Thanksgiving plans aren't going to quite be what you would like them to be. I don't think ours are. And, you know, you think, okay, so what can we do? Maybe it's an opportunity if you have, to, if they're doing it, I don't know where you would go at this point, but maybe there is a way you can go to a food shelter and help feed the hungry and, and, and uh, give of your time. You know as part of your thanksgiving day since you're not going to be getting together with family and friends as much uh, something to think about or to put together a, a, a dinner or food basket and, and bring it to a family that needs it you know these are the things that we sometimes just don't think about not intentionally just because we don't think about them well the holy father on sunday urged pilgrims there in the square as well as those uh, you know like right now, as I share this with you, to repeat the theme of the year's world day of the poor in their hearts, and the theme which was Sunday, stretch out your hand to the poor, uh, Pope Francis said, and Jesus tells us something else, you know, I am the poor person, I am the poor. Jesus reminds us of that read matthew twenty five um In his address, the Holy Father meditated on Sunday's gospel reading, Matthew 25, known as the parable of the talents, in which a master entrusts wealth to his servants according to their abilities. He said that the Lord also entrusts us with his gifts according to our capacities. The Holy Father noted that the first two servants presented the master with a profit, but the third hid his talent. He then tried to justify his uh, uh, risk-averse behavior to his master. And the Holy Father said, He defends his laziness by accusing his master of being hard. This is an attitude that we have, too. We defend ourselves many times by accusing others. But they are not at fault. The fault is ours. The flaw is ours. And the Holy Father suggested that the parable applied to every human being, but especially to Christians. We have all received from God a patrimony as human beings, as a human richness, whatever it may be. And as disciples of Christ, We also have received the faith, the gospel, the Holy Spirit, the sacraments, and so many other things. And Pope Francis said these gifts need to be used to do good, to do good in this life in service to God and to our brothers and sisters. And today the church tells you, use what God has given you and look at the poor. Look, there are so many of them, even in our cities, in the center of our city, there are many. Do good. You know, I remember going to Rome And the gypsies and the children would come up with their hands out looking for something, you know, from us, rich American tourists, you know, they would have in their mind. It's a very difficult and tough situation. But that's the message, friends, to reach out to the poor, because when you reach out to the poor, you really are reaching out to Christ. Stay where you are. More to come. Be right back. Don't go away. A lot of people think that street evangelization involves yelling out of a bullhorn telling people that they're going to hell. Not so with St. Paul's street evangelization. Our methods are non-confrontational and effective. We simply offer information on the Catholic faith along with rosaries, miraculous medals, and prayer. Pope Francis wrote about how beautiful it is to see street preachers joyfully bringing Jesus to every corner of the earth. Street evangelization is fun and fruitful. Join us today at streetevangelization.com. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio, we need Catholic Television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. Now when you've got Jesus in your heart, then and then only can you see and find your real self. You know why? Because you're not afraid to look at yourself. You're not going around pretending you're something you're not. If you're an angry person, you got the guts to say, I am an angry person, but with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit, the power of His Spirit, I can become like who? Like Jesus, not like me, not like the best in me, but like Jesus in me. You see, it's very, very important that when you go around looking for yourself, that you try to find out who you are that you have Jesus in your heart. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's Weekend Weather Forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here, Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. From Doylestown to Dayton. Shafont to Cherry Hill. Matawan to Manalapan. From Lakewood to Long Branch. Asbury Park to Adelphia. Morrisville to Marlboro. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. All righty, welcome back on this uh, Novemberish, blustery. Cold November seventeenth, twenty twenty. Quite a change from last week, but it is November. But I think it's supposed to warm up over the weekend, so that'll be nice too. But uh, typical November day today, and um, hoping you're enjoying it and staying safe and feeling well and uh, putting all the other stuff away for a while. You know, just one thing I always hope when people come to our Broadcast, whether it's this one or any any broadcast, any any program we have on, you know, we have a wonderful affiliation with EWTN um, that it allows you to kind of escape from all of that other stuff. You know, last night, and I, I I'm guilty of this. I, I was watching, and you know, I watched the different shows, the cable news shows. Um, discovered a few newer ones actually on Newsmax TV. By the way, some pretty good programs on there for me. Um, but Cheryl said she was going to go out in the other room and read her book because she was. <laughs> she said, "I can't, I can't watch this anymore. It's, it's making me too, too crazy." And you know what? It's true. It really is true. I think at this point, uh, I even heard uh, Huckabee. Hey, Mike Huckabee has a pretty neat show on on Sunday nights on uh, one of those stations, uh, like a little like a talk show. But it's it's uh, entertaining, and he he has his little bit of politics, a little bit of, uh, of, of of faith-based, you know, nice. But he was saying there, too, at the end of his program, you know, you can't watch that stuff all the time. It'll drive you nuts, meaning the, the cable news shows. You know, you'll know, all go crazy. So hopefully you come here and you're able to relax a little bit and just rest in the hope of Jesus. That's, you know, that's what we want. We want you to be at, at, at peace and to know that no matter what is going on in the world, that Jesus Christ is still Lord and master And God is in control. So you come here, you can relax a little bit and not worry. You know, I keep, again, want to remind you, I don't want to harp on it too much, but I have to keep saying it because it's so important for us. Uh, And that is that our Radiothon, again, mark your calendars December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and um, two weeks from tomorrow. And just pray about how the Lord would have you support us. The first. $56,000. This is due to, we've had some very generous benefactors who have stepped forward and pledged matching gifts to the tune of $56,000, which means that the first $56,000 raised in our Radiothon will be matched dollar for dollar. Now, wouldn't it be nice if someone on that first day, let's do, first hour, let's make it easy, make it 7 o'clock on December 2nd, can give us a a legacy gift of of ten or twenty five thousand dollars. That would be just be matched dollar for dollar, doubled. Wouldn't that be great? We'd have, you know, we'd be off to a good start. So, uh, but if, even your, you know, whether it's a five dollar gift or a hundred dollar gift or a ten dollar gift, the first fifty six thousand dollars raised, we match dollar for dollar. So your ten dollars becomes twenty, your twenty five becomes fifty, your hundred becomes two hundred. 500 becomes 1,000, up to 56,000, first uh, 56,000 raised during the Radiothon, thanks to, again, the very generous uh, benefactors who have stepped forward and uh, put up these matching gifts. But I do have to tell you, we have a ball during the Radiothon. We always have a lot of fun. It's always always a lot of fun, and it's exciting, too. Um, uh, be, it will be different this year because we won't have all the people in the building, but still exciting um, as those pledges come in. Um, but I I I've been doing this I've been doing Catholic radio for this is my twenty-fifth year, probably right around this time, I think the end of November nineteen ninety-five, I did my first Catholic radio program. Um, but the worst part of this job, you know, the worst part is asking for money. I can't stand doing it. So <laughs> <laughs> make it easy on me. Uh I can't I have to ask because we need it. You know, one day I'll have to stand before the Lord and I'll have to give an account as main steward over this apostolate, how we did. And I'll I can't go to the Lord and say, "Well, we didn't get support," because He's going to say, "Well, did you ask them?" <laughs> so we're going to cast those nets, Duke and Altum, and uh, it'll be a, a wonderful, a wonderful three days. So uh, mark your calendar and spread the word. I said earlier, you know, read Matthew twenty-five. Well, that's what we're going to do. I figured, what? Why not? Let's just go to Matthew twenty-five, and uh, not the whole chapter because it's, it's, it's. Uh, we won't have the time for that. Um. But we'll start, let's see, where shall we start? Well, the parable of the talents, that was uh, Sunday's gospel, so we won't do that. We'll pick it up from there. How about that? Starting with uh, Matthew 25, verse 31. Kind of the theme of uh, the Holy Father's teaching on Sunday and, and the World Day of the Poor, but You know, it reminds us of our responsibilities as brothers and sisters in the Lord, children of God. And this one, a paragraph, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, verse 31 begins, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. You know, I... We, th- we know that the Lord is going to come again, and nobody knows the day or the hour. Nobody knows when, but wouldn't it be—I think it would be so wonderful to, like, just one day, you're in the middle of your, your work day, or you're, you know, raking the leaves or something, and all of a sudden phew, we see the Lord coming in all his glory with all the angels with him. Verse 32 says, Before him— will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand, but the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then listen to what he says very carefully. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in person and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. I always thought those individuals, the righteous, it was such a part of who they were to be generous with their time and talent and treasure. It's just how they lived. They say, "When, gee, when did we do that?" You know. They always say, you know, I've used this example before, and it always, it always, it always made me stop and think. You know, um, the owner of the uh, former owner of the New York Yankees, George Steinbrenner, who passed away, oh, about ten over ten years ago, maybe about ten years ago, um, but owned the Yankees for a number of years. And and had a reputation of being a a um, you know a real hardcore businessman. You know he would fire his managers at the drop of a hat. He very he was very um, uh, um, impetuous and and in, in his how he ran the team. But the team was very successful, and he built it up. I think they said George, when George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees in 1973, he paid. I think, $10, $10 million for them, nine of which was borrowed. <laughs> and that team is worth a few billion now. I mean, he really built it up. But there was a, a side of, of George Steinbrenner that nobody saw. He was a very generous man, and not just with his finances, but even his time and his his ability to see always wanting to help people and I remember uh, seeing an interview with him one time and and the interviewer asked him you know we really don't don't see that side of you we see the you know the the, the tough uh, businessman and and the you know the rough and gruff owner of the Yankees but we don't see that side of you and he said you know my father always taught me that when you do a good deed whether it be a A charitable donation or whatever whatever that good deed might be he said my father always told me when you do a good deed if more than two people know about it you did it for the wrong reason so I think of this when our Lord is is talking to the righteous And he said, you know, come, O blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Oh, wouldn't it be great to hear those words? And to see then this this kingdom open up to us, prepared from the foundation of the world, waiting for our entry. And why? Because when the Lord was hungry, we gave him food. When the Lord was thirsty, we gave him drink. When he was a stranger, we welcomed him. When he was naked, we clothed him. When he was sick, we visited him. When he was in prison, we we went to him. And the righteous answer, well, Lord, when did we do all that? And he said, well, when you did it to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. It was just such a part of their nature. Well, we're supposed to do things like that. That's our responsibility to our brothers and sisters as a member of the human family. You know, we tend to, to want to hoard in this world for a country that has so much, for a country that has been so blessed, and for majority of its, its citizens being so able to care for themselves and, and their families for the most part. With a lot left over for as much as we may you know uh, complain about not having enough money, well, look at what we're paying for cable, <laughs> you know we're paying for uh, some of these other services and the money we spend without even thinking about it. You know when, when I remember growing up, you know my mom and dad they were they were raised as, 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 as during the Great Depression. My father, my mother would make my father a sandwich for lunch, and there weren't any of these fancy, like, you know, ice bags or things. It was just she'd put it in a brown paper bag. She'd put the sandwich, wrap it in in uh, 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 wax paper, and put it in a brown paper bag, and maybe put an orange in there, too. Now, you and I, today, if we had a lunch like that, you know, well, how are we going to keep it cold? We're going to put <laughs> nobody thought about that he had the brown paper bag and do you know that every night when he came home he had that brown paper bag and used it again the next day until it finally got worn then he had to switch to a new bag but he didn't throw the bag in the garbage he brought the brown paper bag home how many of you your parents or some of you listening or watching would save aluminum foil and use it a second or third time didn't throw it away You appreciated what you had. That was a generation that uh, so many people lost everything in the, in the 1930s. But today we take for granted all that we have. We're so blessed. Yet we, 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 we wince if we have to write a check to put in our envelope to put in the basket of church every Sunday. Yet we may have spent over $100 the night before out to dinner. Or, or written a check for 200 and some dollars for our cable bill. Yet there are people who have nothing, who, who would, would gladly accept something from us. Not from our abundance, but from our, our want, just like the, the, the widow's might, you know, to give until it hurts. So that we will be among the righteous and hear the words, O blessed of my Father." Come and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In Matthew 25, verse 41, Then he will say to those at his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. And he will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Those are pretty pretty strong (laughs) words and a pretty cut-and-dry teaching of what our responsibilities are. you know now we run a little spot here with mother angelica where she says you know and you've heard it you know you can be too generous she said and she talks about a husband who got his paycheck and has to take care of his family but instead he takes his paycheck and gives it to a needy cause and his family <laughs> are left without anything he can't take care of them she said that's that's wrong certainly the intention might be good, but what you did was wrong, because you're neglecting your primary responsibility. So obviously there's a there's a prioritization of our giving in whatever that might be, in whatever way that might be. But we tend too often to give only from excess. And that's again going back to the parable of the of the widow's might, where our Lord talks about that. you know we will we'll hear and, and I know when Bruce uh, when we do the radiothon he he gives such a great teachings on the power of tithing and how we have to trust what the lord says regarding our giving and it being returned to us and trust in in the power of of that charity um but it should apply. And at this time of year, you know, we all kind of get a little sentimental. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas end of year. You know, we want to give to our favorite causes. Hopefully you want to give to domestic church media and um, support the good works that are being done. And you want to, you know, uh, feed the the hungry and clothe the naked and give drink to the thirsty and visit the imprisoned and uh, visit the sick. Uh, We tend to you know, think more about that now. But it really should be a year-round activity for us, shouldn't it? When I was in uh, college, I remember one time I I used to go first when, when a pal of mine, my, my, my good pal Peter, uh, he and I used to do music. I, he played the upright string bass and I played the banjo and we'd sing all the old sing-along songs and we'd go to nursing homes and things and just entertain the, entertain the old folks. And then he moved out of state, so it's just me by myself. But I remember one time, it was it was around. It was, I think it was my birthday. My birthday is December twenty third, and I, I I went to a nursing home with my banjo <laughs> to entertain the old folks, just to go visit them because they were lonely, and their eyes would light up. They'd see this this kid walk in with a banjo and start singing songs from their youth, and they would just be so happy. And I remember one time I was, I was there playing, and I'm singing, and I'm playing the banjo, and I feel this hand behind me going, you know, into my belt. And I stopped, and it was a little old lady. She goes, oh, Sonny, your, your shirt was coming out of your pants. I was just tucking it in for you. <laughs> but their eyes would light up. It didn't take much to go give them some time. Maybe we don't have the finances to give financially to some of these but time. My father used to do that when after he retired, <laughs> he would work in one of the nursing homes in his area. It was a Catholic nursing home up in up in Somerset County. And he'd wheel the, the patients, you know, if they had to go to the dining hall, he'd he'd wheel them or he would and we used to tease him, say, be careful because they might <laughs> they might not let you out. They might think you're one of the inmates trying to escape. He was, you know, he, was, he had retired. He was in his mid to late 60s, early 70s, but he, he, he would do that. And, uh, you know, we can, we can, and, and our Lord teaches us that when we do these things, that we are ministering to the Lord. So we have these opportunities in this life presented to us, and it doesn't always have to be money. Maybe we can't afford to, to write those checks, and to, to, but we can give of time. Like I said, this coming, you know, a week from Thursday is Thanksgiving. Maybe you're not going to have your large family celebrations. Maybe there is a food bank where they look for volunteers to go and, and, and feed the hungry. Spend your Thanksgiving Day morning doing that before you go home and have your meal. Or other opportunities like that. Visit the sick giving food to the hungry. It it, it all takes is your time. And the Lord tells us that we are ministering to him, and then we want to hear those words, Come, O blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And the end of Matthew 25 says that the righteous will enter into eternal life because of those actions, because of those deeds. Because of that charity. So we have to take that seriously while we can, you know, while we have opportunity, while we have the ability, while we have the resources to do what we can for the poor and to minister to them because we are ministering to Christ. We want to be able to hear those words that when we did it to the least of our brethren, we did it for Jesus. To take that, that spirit of wanting to, to give, of time, of talent, of treasure, to support our brothers and sisters in whatever way we can, in whatever opportunities we have in this life, so that we will hear those wonderful words in our transition into the next life. All right, my friends, I have to go. I hope you stay well and hope you will join me again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I'll be here, God willing. Until then, have a great rest of your day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.